What drives you? What inspires you? Let's ignite your why. Welcome to Ignite Your Why podcast. I'm your host, Austin Tigoli, and we're here to have genuine conversations with authentic people to help amplify their voice and figure out what ignites their why. Today we have Mike Curry with us. He's an Ohio University alum and currently an Herbalife nutrition coach. Mike, how are you doing today? Doing great. How about yourself? I'm extremely tired, um, but <laughs> I'm here. Um, I'm alive. That's uh, the grind. Back, back at work. So it's an adjustment. But let's just get right into this. So what's your story? Who is Mike Curry? Hmm, who am I? <laughs> I think that's something you you continuously get to unravel and discover um, as you grow older. You know, I'm still kind of figuring things out with myself, but uh, just a long story short, you know, I grew up in, well, I was born in Fort Wayne, Indiana. You know, that's about four hours away from Cincinnati. I'm one of six boys. My mom was a single mom most of her life. My dad, my real dad was actually abusive um, and they ended up getting divorced when I was four years old. So what happened was my mom um, moved us down here to Cincinnati uh, like I said, I was around four or five years old when this happened after they, they divorced. And, um, ever since then, I've been, I living in Cincinnati all my life. Grew up pretty much not really having a lot of love shown, especially because my real dad wasn't around. Um, my mom was always working because she was a single mom. And, um, I really just grew up trying to really find, uh, who I was and what I wanted to do to be able to take care of my mom growing up. You know, my mom was, um, she was really, uh, forced to carry, the, carry the family on her back. She was always my motivation. She was always somebody that I looked to for um, support, but also someone that motivated me to go out and do more for myself, to be able to provide for my family. So, um, you know, growing up wasn't easy. You know, we stayed in the poorer neighborhoods here in Cincinnati, Ohio. I remember living in uh, Witten Terrace. We stayed in Price Hill, a uh, bit of North College Hill a lot. And uh, things pro- progressively got better. To the times when I've seen my mom, she was dating certain men, and um, I remember half the men that she dated weren't were, weren't really good men, um, abusive, mentally abusive, physically abusive, um, abusive to me, and um, I pretty much grew up kind of guarded, right, kind of guarded, and always wanted to protect my mom and not really trusting people, not trusting men, and. Uh, it shaped who I was as a person because it really opened my eyes and really helped me understand, like, you know, if I ever were to be with a woman, like, it's all about treating her right and making her feel special and always being a, a protector and a provider rather than someone that hurts and, and destroys someone. So I found I find comf- comfort with women. You know, that was definitely some of the things that I lacked growing up is just the empathy, not empathy, what I would say, but more so um, love from my mom. Um, because she was always working. Now, my mom did show love. She was a loving mom, always cooked and made sure there was food on the table for us to eat. But just, just the uh, the physical connection, um, growing up, I didn't really have opportunities to date. You know, I was, you know, back in high school, I, I didn't have a girlfriend. I remember just growing up, just seeing other kids going to prom and going to uh, high school dances. And, and I'm just sitting at home because my mom was protective, never let us go outside. Um, never let us go out on you know dates and couldn't bring women around like it, it wasn't like that at all. So for for me it was just hard really trying to understand um, the emotional side of when it came to women 
you know, like I said, I was one of six boys. So, you know, it's not, we didn't have sisters, right, growing up. So it was just interesting, right? But it wasn't until I got to college that I really got my foot, my feet wet and uh, really getting to branch out and meet different people. And I started to find myself, right? Started to figure out who I was as a person um, and started to really discover different emotions that I had, right? Because growing up, I really was guarded uh, with my emotions. I was always kind of naturally taught to be tough, not really show too much emotion. Um, and if people saw that you had a certain emotion, they thought you were soft. And so um, when I started to tap into actually dating and getting into the relationship side with different women, um, I started this to discover that it's okay to be a little emotional or sentimental or uh, empathetic, things like that. I can relate to you in a certain extent, but a lot of what you're talking about reminds me of emotional childhood neglect. It is not to say that your mom is a bad parent. It just means that as a child, your emotional needs were not met, which I can definitely understand. As a young man, we're always taught to not show our emotions or we're taught to just be tough, or as people always say, be a man. So my question for you, why is men's mental health not talked about enough? Um, I really can relate that to society. I feel like we're boxed into this this realm of just masculinity. And with masculinity, like what, what we see is what we get, pretty much. What we see on social media, what we see on TV, we see, you know, athletes and we see actors and we see rap artists. And it's always portrayed of, oh, they're the tough person that doesn't have a heart and they don't care about women and they treat women disrespectfully. And then um, flashing money and cars and you know, even with being an athlete, it's about being aggressive and um, not showing any emotion, being the tough, tough person. And uh, I kind of relate that to football because I actually played football uh, my 10th grade year of high school. And um, it was always about being tough and shaking it off and getting back in the game and making a play. Right. Um, so when it came to just as men showing in an emotional side was really not something looked upon as masculine. And so um, we see it even today, you know, with with even just the music and you know music is a huge thing um in society like music is everywhere and we think about what's popular what's pop culture hip-hop rap even with some r&b songs it may portray that it's an emotional thing but what it, what it really comes down to is you're not really showing empathy towards sex so when it comes to masculinity i think it really is portrayed in the wrong light and it should be shifted um, because, you know, at the end of the day, we're all human beings and uh, we all have hearts and we all have souls, but we just have to change the direction on how we actually, you know, portray that in that love light. So society definitely plays a factor in that. When you think about it, it's all about social norms and what people perceive is the right way to look at things. Personally, I'm a firm believer that a lot of it has to do with how you're raised. But now that we have an idea of who Mike Curry is, what inspires you? More importantly, what ignites your why? Man, um, I just want to be that difference maker in life. You know, I always heard the quote, it was like, you always want to leave this world better than you found it. And um, I always was a person that just wanted to give back, um, especially to my parents, especially my mom. You know, like I said, my mom was my rock for so long. She finally got married to my stepdad and they've been married for maybe eight years. They've been together for tw uh, 20 years. So, but they've, they've, they've sacrificed a lot. You know, we, we stayed in a, a two bedroom household, six kids in one room, 
and roaches and rats, you know, running across the floor. Like I remember having to sleep in the same bed as my, my one of my brothers because we didn't have enough beds. And we were we were able to get out of that neighborhood, luckily. And um, my stepdad was actually a drug dealer at the time. He stopped he stopped doing drugs for us. We ended up moving to North College Hill. It wasn't probably the, it wasn't a big upgrade, but it was a big step still compared to where we were living. We ended up moving into like a four bedroom house, half finished basement, had a driveway. We ended up getting two cars. I remember my mom said she used to have to walk to the grocery store with a, a with a, uh, a cart because she didn't have a car. She couldn't. You know, she couldn't have anyone take her from the grocery store to her house with groceries. So we grew up like that. And um, just to see the transition and how much things changed, it kind of gave me uh, motivation, you know. And I was always a problem child actually growing up. Uh, I remember it wasn't until my stepdad really came into my life that I really started to change things around because uh, I remember just growing up and not doing good in school. Um, I was acting up in school, um, didn't get good, good, good grades. Um, I just didn't really feel like there was no purpose. And when my stepdad came around and kind of, kind of straightened things up for me, I remember my first time I got my grades back and I had made honor roll, he made it a big deal. And it was the first time I had someone ever tell me that that was a big deal and he gave me some money for it. And it, that was the happiest I've ever been. And I was just like, you know what? This is the first time I actually trusted someone that that believed in me. And that kind of gave me a, a sense of, hey, like you don't have to make bad choices, but you can make better choices. And and run with that. That kind of gave me inspiration to really be like, you know what? I can, if someone like that, that can come from an environment like that, come in and change my life. And I'm not even his biological son. It's like, damn, that's love. You know, the first time really getting that type of love. And I'm just like, you know what? I can really be that person to not only give back to them, but also give back to the world. And it gave, it gave me inspiration. So like, um, I remember ever since then, I you know I wanted to I wanted to get into more in academics. Um, started playing sports. Always wanted to make them proud. Wanted to go to the NFL. I had dreams of going to the NFL, playing big you know big time sports and making a lot of money and buying my mom a house. Um, it still is one of my dreams buying my mom a house. But you know, obviously, I'm 28 years old. Um, <laughs> the football career is probably over with. But hey, you know, it's, it's okay to dream. But anyways. It really uh, ignited me to really push for something beyond just going to work a nine to five job and getting paid X amount of dollars. But what can I actually do to set up financial freedom for not just myself, but my family and just breaking that trend? Because that we have a generational curse, especially among I feel like amongst black people where we're just stuck in this mindset of not taking ownership of things and just being enslaved in the mindset of just working for someone. But what about working for yourself? And what about owning things for yourself, right? And we started to see that transition happen a little bit, you know, over the course of the years. But for my family, it didn't happen. So it was just like, you know, what can I do? How can I break that curse? How can I create something where my kids are going to be good for the rest of their life and their kids are going to be good for the rest of their lives? Bro, that's amazing. It's crazy to think how one person can have such a huge impact on your life and change it for the better. It's the reason why I became a mentor and the reason why I decided to have a career working with kids. Being a difference maker is truly something special. It's something you and I get to do daily with Herbalife. You just mentioned how you wanted to do more than just work a nine to five job and how you wanted to break the generational curse and create something for you and your family. Could you tell me how that played a role in igniting your why? Um, That ignited me to really uh, push to really do something where 
it wasn't just me going to college and getting a degree and getting a job and being okay with that. But what about if I own something, right? So that's what really got me into um, being an Herbalife nutrition coach, um, a business owner. I have a business within my business, and they do about 10000 a month. And uh, that's only a start. I'm 28. I've never. I don't know anything about business. I used to be afraid of opening or starting a business because of the things I thought it would come with. And really, everything can be self-taught. You can literally go on YouTube or Google and look up answers for things if you really want to know anything about it. But having that that hunger to search for more, having that hunger to to discover more within yourself, and you realize like, you know what, you're capable of so much more than you allow yourself to think. Right. And it's just all about having that open mind and having that desire at the same time uh, of being able to accomplish anything, whether it be a business, whether it be, you know, this podcast, um, just really tapping into a different level of thinking. Because honestly, without those kinds of people, life, life doesn't really grow like you don't really see expansion in life. Right. There has to be people who are innovative. There has to be people who uh, who who seek more than just working for someone. But what about creating things, too? And then when you create those things, you start to expand and be like, well, how I can actually man, I never thought I could do something like this. What about if I can go even further? Where could it take me type of thing? So that's where I really I started to find my role and niche within health and fitness because I love what I was doing, helping people get healthy, helping people get in shape. And I loved working out. And I was like, you know what? What if I can really take this on and change the world? What if I can create a culture where everyone's focus is on being healthy? Because we do live in a predominantly obese society where a lot of people depressed, unhappy with their weight, can't control their weight. They're going to different types of diets and getting surgery and weight loss surgery and um, body transformations and configurations. But what about just having a healthy life, right? And choosing yourself and doing things that make you happy um, and being able to have control over um, how you look and feel, honestly. So that's what drove me. Um, for a while, I used to have um, very low self-esteem. I think it derived from my, when I was growing up and I was abused. One of my brothers used to talk down, down on me a lot. I was really shy. And um, I remember just growing up in high school, not talking to anybody, not wanting to be um, the center of attention, hated being the center of attention, didn't like the way I spoke, didn't like my skin complexion because I was talked about because of your skin color. <clears throat> even, even though I went to a predominantly black school, um, it was still something that was uh, looked down upon, apparently. Um, but you, you start to um, discover more about yourself and really unravel who you are as a person. And you start to realize like the things you are told are lies and that you are a wonderful human being and that you are phenomenal and that there's there's power in your voice and the things that you have to say and that it can impact someone's life and it can influence somebody. So uh, when I realized that, I started I stopped listening to the voices that were in my head telling me eight years ago, oh, you can't do this or you're too little for that or you uh, you're too ugly or you're, you know, you're too skinny or you're you're too black or whatever. Like those voices that played constantly long after those things were said started to go away. You start you start to really step into a different voice. That voice telling yourself like you can do this. You are amazing. You you're you're fearfully fearfully and wonderfully made. Like I like to hear in the Bible um, that God created you and walked this earth to really um, to be the light for people who need you to, that need to hear that. And that motivates me even more to hear that. Me going through the things I went through was only purposeful and being able to help the people who currently are going through the things I went through and letting them know, like, you know, I'm a living testimony that 
anything that you've been told back then is not the truth. And you discover more about yourself working on yourself than you ever done before. And um, that's where I grasp a lot of my motivation to uh, tap into really helping people, not just physically, not just talking about herbal life, but just mentally and just overall in the lifestyle change. So, Man, knowing you now, I would have never pictured you as a shy kid because you're super outgoing and you always have so much to say. <laughs> but that's where you and I have a lot in common. I was shy as a kid myself, and I still kind of am. But what stood out to me the most is you didn't like the way you spoke or how you sounded, because I still struggle with that. You wouldn't know because I have this podcast, but it's something I've always hated about myself. And hearing your testimony and hearing your story, you've been through a lot of shit, man. And it goes to show that people's actions and their words matter. But the cool thing is, is like you didn't let that shit define you. Yes, it's helped shape you into who you are today, but it doesn't define who you are. So how did you know Herbalife was going to be this difference maker for you? A lot of people out there may have heard of it or heard of the company and may be skeptic of it all. But how has this business gotten you to where you are now, bro? That's actually a great question, Austin. Um, It's funny because I was someone that was skeptical of Herbalife um, two years prior to me joining the company. Um, I thought it was just for women. I thought it was just some weight loss company. Um, I thought the products didn't work. I, th- I, th- I was really negative. I remember making a post, um, and I was already in shape. I was—I wouldn't say I was the best shape, but I, I played football. I, I, don't, I was active in high school and college. So I looked in the mirror, and I'm like, okay, I've, I've got some abs, and my chest is big and everything. And um, I remember putting up a post, like, showing my results my, or my, my body and saying, anti-herbalife, no herbalife. Like, these are my workout uh, progress, no herbalife. And then I look back at that and I'm like, fast forward today, it's funny because I'm actually in, in Herbalife, like thriving in it. And um, it really started November of 2014 that I actually got started in the company. I signed up as a distributor. But prior to that, um, I was fresh out of college. I remember working two jobs in college and uh, working, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, going to school full time, trying to finish out my, my degree. Uh, I remember having to stay on, on campus that summer to take a course. And um, I was struggling to pay rent that year, working two jobs. I was doing federal work study and also working at the dining halls, making maybe eight an hour at the dining hall. And then work study was only cutting me about 12 to 15 hours a week, if that. So it was, it, money was tight. And then also having to worry about food and stuff. Rent was already 600 a month for a room. So it was just really tight financially on me. And um, I remember the last summer or the summer I was there that year of 2014, right before I graduated, I remember I couldn't pay my last month of rent. And uh, I remember having to get kind of evicted. I think the landlord cut me a deal or something, but I got pretty much had to move out. And um, I remember just having to move my stuff to different people's houses. Some people, most kids weren't on campus or not there because it was the summer. And um, I remember sleeping in a lecture hall, sleeping on the floor. Um, all my stuff out. Barely had, I had maybe some bags of clothes and stuff. That was it. And um, I remember telling myself, like, I will never put myself in a situation again. I can't wait for me to graduate. Graduated my, with my degree. Fast forward a month later, got my, my, my diploma and everything. Found myself still working at, as a security guard, making 10 an hour with a degree. And I found myself like, oh, so you, you get a degree, but that doesn't guarantee you a job. So I was like, you know what? Why why would I settle with working here 
when I can do something where I can create something for myself and own something and not have to depend on a piece of paper just to determine not only my worth, but if I'm able to even get a job. And if you really think about it, millions of kids go to school across the nation. Millions get a degree. Are there millions of job opportunities that offer the same? No. There's a lot of kids that are going to be missing out, sadly, even if you have a 4.0 GPA, because it's about your connections, just being right there at the right time, availability of jobs. And it's just like, it really, I didn't really think about that until it hit me after I graduated. I'm like, wow, like that's crazy. Because we're all taught, you know, and there's nothing wrong with going to school, getting a degree, and Hopefully you find a great job. That's great for you. But does that happen for everybody? No. I'm speaking for the people who, even though I was blessed to be able to graduate college and everything, I'm speaking for the people who don't have those opportunities, right? People who never got a chance to go to the, go to school because maybe they didn't have the funding or, you know, maybe something happened in high school or they got pregnant and they, they couldn't um, put that time towards going to school because they had to take care of their child. But um, creating opportunities is really what, I wanted to be able to do for myself. And I saw it as an opportunity to create opportunities for people who need that because I feel like everybody deserves an opportunity. You spoke nothing but facts right there. Society makes it seem like you have to go to school in order to be successful. But finding a job is not easy, especially one using your degree. Look at the times we're living in right now. With the pandemic and everything going on, so many people have lost their jobs and so many people have graduated and are struggling to find a job. I know this struggle because I graduated in the end of 2019 and it was not easy trying to find a job. So I definitely feel for people out there, but don't give up, like keep going and keep trying to find that that job for you. But I'm glad that you found Herbalife and created this opportunity for you and created this opportunity for others. That's truly dope, man. Uh, but what was the turning point for you? So um, I was sitting in, at a, at, a, at a desk as a security guard making 10 an hour watching cameras. And someone I worked with there looked at me and he said something that changed my life forever. He was like, man, look at you. You don't deserve to be at this type of job. Like the way you talk, the way you are as a person, like there's more in you than just this, man. You're not going to, you're not going to get anywhere at this job. They're going to cut you 10, 25 an hour. I don't care if you're working 5, 10, 15 years. You're not going to go anywhere at this job. You need to do something where you're setting yourself up financially to be like wealthy and well off. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Like he just gave me so much belief and um, he didn't want anything from me. He just told me something that really just sparked. And I was like, you know what? I do feel like I'm settling like right now. I feel like I'm settling with what my parents wanted me to do, which is go to school, get a, you know, get a job and live life. But you don't always have to choose what your parents want, wants what's best for you. You can choose what's best for yourself. And at the end of the day, you know, you get to our age, you should be able to determine what you really want to do. And um, that's when I first started to think of like owning a business, which was, I was scared, really scared, thinking about the fact of owning a business. I'm like, I'm not a salesperson. I'm not good with money. I'm not good with owning things. Like that's a, just the, the term own just has so much weight to it. Um, and people look at you differently when you say you own something. Like, oh, you own something. You know, what does that mean? Oh, you own something. Like, you have assets, right? But um, I really got into wanting to sell shoes at first because I was like, oh, I, I love shoes, but I don't really know too much about shoes, but I want to sell shoes. So where did I start? 
started looking on Google, trying to figure out, oh, how do I get a website? Trying to make a website. Then thinking about it, I'm got to figure out, oh, who's going to make the shoes? You're going to have to pay them to make the shoes. Then you're going to have to pay for the website to keep that up running. Then you got to pay for the shipping and everything. So it's just like a lot going into it. I'm just like, wow, that really is a lot. I'm like, you know what? I started to get discouraged already. I was like, oh, this is too much, too much. And I remember just praying, just telling myself, like, you know, God, I, I really want an opportunity to to change my life and really do something where I'm happy and I'm um, just something I'm passionate about. I remember like maybe two or three days later after I had prayed, uh, I just randomly looked on Facebook and I was at work that day. I randomly looked through Facebook, just scrolling on my timeline, just like anybody else would that has nothing really going on in their life other than work. And I remember seeing one of my friends I went to school with, um, he had made a post about herb life nutrition. He was saying, hey, for someone that's looking to make some extra income, anywhere between $500 to $1,500 doing Herbalife as a part-time or full-time coach, uh, hit me up, basically. So I'm like, I see my friend. Then I seen his results. I'm seeing his, he's all ripped up and everything. And, you know, mind you, the guy worked out already. But I never seen him like this. And I was just like, you know what? I've been actually looking to start a business. Let me call him and see what this is about. So mind you, I hadn't talked to him for three or four months since I had graduated. Because me and him were like close friends in college. But since I had graduated, we separated. You know, we weren't talking the whole summer. So I remember calling him. I'm like, hey, you know, I saw your post about Herbalife. I wanted to know more about it. Can you tell me a little bit more? He was like, you know what? He was like, you know what's funny? I was just about to hit you up about that. Um, I actually was looking to see who else wanted to uh, do this with me because I just came from a trip from California of, with my mentor and he keeps talking about this mentor and everything. And I was just like, oh, you got a, a, a flight to Car- uh, California? And for me, that was huge because number one, I never flew a plane. Number two, I've always dreamed of California or even Florida anywhere because I'd never been. I, I always saw it on TV and didn't think I was real. It was real. Mind you, I came from a really, really poor area. So I just didn't have opportunities like that. Never even touched the beach. So when he told me that, I was just like, man, like, that's awesome, man. Like, well, I, I'm, I ain't gonna lie, I'm nervous, man, but I really want to know about this herbal life. What, what, how do you start? What do you do? And so he told me everything about it. He told me how, um, you know, you just use the products. Uh, the products that it w- w- really intrigued me was the products were for people that want to put on muscle. And I wanted to put on muscle. And um, it was geared for athletes or non-athletes alike. And um, I was like, you know what, man, I trust you. I trust you, bro. Like, I, I really want to do this, man, and I really want to change my life. And um, so I, I ended up getting signed up that day. And my mindset was just, like, just go. Make the most of it. So, he, you, know, I, you know, I told him, I was like, I'm going to listen to whatever you tell me to do, and I'll do it. He said, the first thing I do, get on the products, get a result, um, and start helping people. Share your results. So I got on the products, got a result, loved it actually loved it, like gained eight pounds. I remember not being able to lose or to gain any weight at all. Um, and I had a high metabolism my whole life. I always had a high metabolism. So for me to gain weight off the product was huge. Even if it was only that eight pounds, it really changed my life. And um, I was really passionate about what I was doing because it gave me a sense of purpose and being able to create something, number one, because I got to do it on my terms. It wasn't me clocking into a job and being told, how to wear, what to look like, how to dress, how to how to speak. I could literally be myself because at the job I was working at as a security guard, we had to wear a uniform. We had to sh- always be sh- clean shaven. 
um, we had to be at a certain post. I took the bus there at the time. I didn't have a car. So taking the bus to work and then um, having to log in my hours because the supervisor was taking all the hours and wanted to make sure we weren't over abusing the hours that we took there, you know, at our posts because we had a post that we were required to be at. And compared to what I was doing with Herbalife, it was much different. It was just me just working on becoming the best version of myself physically, mentally, getting into just staying healthy and then just showing people exactly what I'm doing, like working on myself. And I think that was huge for me because um, I never was a part of anything where it really taught me the importance of becoming the best version of yourself and just inspiring people along the way. And I felt like that was the first time I actually gained purpose in my life where I was able to give back. And honestly, when I feel like I'm giving back to someone or something, I get fueled by that. And I felt so much fuel just being able to inspire someone through my results um, and being able to connect with people. Because honestly, like I grew up, like I said, I, I was you know shy. I didn't really have many friends, um, really didn't have much influence with people. And just to kind of open myself up to really, really understanding who I was as a person and inspiring someone. And then not only just me working on myself and helping them get on their products and get results and seeing them change, it it really ignited me. It was like, you know, if I can do this with one person, what about five people? What about 10 people? What about the entire world? And um, like I said, it was health and fitness. So I was like, I'm already, this is what I love to do. So it was just like perfect. Yo, that's amazing, man. I love how this one opportunity has changed your entire life and allowed you to really discover who you are as a person. Earlier, I mentioned how there's so much going on in today's world. With the pandemic and everything else, how have you been taking care of yourself? I think the number one thing for me that um, I've been able to do to really cope with this is really just focusing on being a light rather than being um, part of the darkness that's around us right now. You know, there's so much things going on with the pandemic, you know, people... um, losing their jobs and their, you know, people getting sick and people dying, people not taking care of themselves physically and also like, you know, within their own health. Um, there's a lot of problems that are going on in this world. And um, just knowing what I have to offer, you know, there's something that I have a solution with of, of being able to solve those things. You know, number one, being able to provide someone an opportunity to make some extra income, but also being able to help someone in, in terms of their health. And um, it's so beautiful to just know that, that you have an opportunity to really change someone someone else's life and be able to save a lot of these people who need it the most. And so it really drives me to to stay in that position of being that light and not feeding into um, being that person that just follows the crowd. But yeah, it's just just knowing that I'm um, able to be that that light for people and really just give them um, something I can offer them really is uh, what kept, kept me going. So if people want to continue having a conversation with you, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? You guys can reach me on Instagram, sage underscore of underscore abs. Um, You can reach me there and I'll be able to reply to you and we can have a conversation. I'm going to put all of Mike's information in the description below. If you guys happen to reach out to him, please let him know how you found him. Thank you guys for listening in. And always remember, find your purpose and ignite your why.